Why, hello everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Orange Juice Optional. Now, please don't judge me when I say that if I could, I would have a whole bottle of champagne in front of me, no orange juice, and I would record this podcast. But it's too early in the morning to do that, so I'm just going to say, hi, Suzanne, how are you? Good morning, Michelle. Boy, that sounds like a loaded gun if you ask me. It's like rough morning or great morning. Champagne could be celebratory or not so much. Well, unfortunately, it would be the the rough morning, the rough week, the rough month. It's just been so super busy that I don't have a second to catch up with even my thoughts. And it's driving me nuts. (laughs) Yep. I feel in the same way. It's like, how did it get so busy so fast? Exactly. And I haven't even had a chance to talk or really catch up with you. I know. It's been a while, probably since our last recording. Yes, which was a couple weeks ago because we actually had our act together back then. And I think we had a couple episodes done on one day. And that was awesome. I know. It was. And I feel like that was a month ago. It wasn't that long ago, but it feels like it was. It does. And so what have you been up to? I have to think about it. What have I been up to? (laughs) That makes me so busy. Okay, so the last time we talked, was I in Anchorage? Had I been to Spokane for my niece's graduation? I don't even remember where I was at. I actually can't remember either. I think you had just gotten back to Phoenix, if I can am recalling correctly, which I don't know that I am. Everything's so foggy. I swear that's what getting busy does. (laughs) It it does. And yeah, I don't think I was in Phoenix. Okay. Yeah. See, life is so crazy. Nobody really cares where I was last time we recorded. So we'll just move on. Well, that's probably true. (laughs) Well, I mean, I care where you've been, but yeah, to have a whole 10 minute discussion on it, that's probably true. Um, Yeah, we'll just move on. Yeah, move on, move on, move on. Well, we've been to (laughs) a couple places since the last time we talked. We had a friend who had a birthday up in Vegas, just a small little 50th birthday celebration. So we went up to that and we've had visitors. So my son Mm -hmm. and a group of his friends came to visit and then some other friends, they're still here and they're visiting. So just a lot of moving parts and a movie. And so it just really brings me to the fact or it's just highlighting the fact that I'm really unseasoned for all this chaos. And it's not really chaos, it's just life. It is just life. And I actually have been thinking the same thing. It's like, boy, I fell into a pretty relaxed routine during COVID. And to feel like I everything is up and running again is kind of throwing me for a loop. Like, wow, either I'm getting a lot older, a lot faster, or the pace of my life just needs to slow down in general, (laughs) because life is crazy. Right. So to, you know, recap before COVID, life was so super busy. I think I have shared that in the month of December 2019, that in a two week period, Mm -hmm. I was in 12 different places. Like I spent the night in 12 different places. That's how crazy life was. And that was supposed to go out into 2020. 
20, like towards the end of it. And then COVID hits, everything stops. And so then it's a readjustment. And I promised myself I was not going to let myself get that busy again. But I see the calendar filling up and I want to do everything. I want to get out there because we've been so denied, but it's coming at a price. It is. And we have to find a balance. We have to (laughs) rein it in and slow it down. And we have control over this. We just have to do it. I know it's so hard to do because I don't know if you can tell or the listeners can tell, but I'm recording this podcast with a mouthful of canker sores. And I get those when I get stressed. Oh, no. I know. And I usually only get one at a time. But right now I have two or three in my mouth. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, this isn't that... This would be just normal a couple of years ago. No kidding. Holy cow. Yeah. And then when I go into meditation, I fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And I've not done that before. I just like, oh, a, a chance to get I- quiet and <laughs> get a little nap in. Okay. I'm struggling to uh, adjust. And as you said, there's a way to find balance, but how do you find it? How do you hold on to it? How do you implement it? And... I hope you have the answer to all these questions. I wish I had the answer. I feel like I have the answer. I'm just not practicing the answer. (laughs) I think I'm just like, because normally I would say, well, you just have to prioritize what's most important and then eliminate everything else. And I have tried to do that. I also have, have tried to be very forgiving of myself when I can't possibly do everything, I'm going to pick the things that I find are most important and then just hope that there are people behind me picking up the pieces. And fortunately at my store, with everything going on in my world, I have to applaud them again because they do such a phenomenal job in my store. The only thing that's really slow right now is my store. And yet the team at my store keeps the energy up they keep it happy, vibrant, fun. So it's like, at least I can, I have been able to back burner my store a little bit, slow time of year, great staff. And you're making a really great point with like state of mind. It's all in the state of mind and how you approach it. And it's just, Right. Flipping the narrative, flipping the script instead of saying, I'm so tired, saying, I'm so lucky, or I'm so, I don't even know what to say. I'm so excited, or I don't know. <laughs> fortunate. Fortunate. I'm so or, fortunate. Yes. Right. Well, and I feel that way about my store because normally in my heart, my number one priority next to my grandson, of course, would be my store. It's like, number one priority. And to actually have to step back from that, the level of guilt I feel over that is ridiculous. And so again, I have to look at it from that point of view. It's like, okay, this can happen. I can take care of these other things in my world because I have a great team of people working at my store that want to be there, that hopefully enjoy being there. I mean, knock on wood, shouldn't make too many assumptions, but, and all of these things going on in life right now are happening at a slower time of year for my store. So I hope it's all good. 
Yeah, I think timing plays a great role in life also, because sometimes things do need to be placed on the back burner so you can focus your attentions elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't make you a person who's dropping the ball. It just right is a, a privilege of time. Yeah. So that's yeah, a really great exactly. point. So what are you doing to what kind of fun are you putting into your life right now? <laughs> Oh my goodness. I I wouldn't exactly describe anything as fun right now. We I, we have some fun things that we're looking forward to, but currently right now it's just busy. What about you? Well, would one of those What's, fun things you're looking forward to be the Bieber concert? Oh my god. Can we talk about Bieber? Ugh, yes. What is going on? Ugh, okay. And I'm just going to say I'm not even going to be nice about it. Not even going to be nice. I would be nice. I would be sympathetic. But this is the fourth concert he has canceled slash postponed. Okay. And I get dealing with medical issues. It was COVID. Then he had COVID. Then his wife got sick. Now he's sick. But I've had these tickets for two years. And it's been postponed four times. And I'll tell you why. I've lost my patience because this time, every other time they've postponed. It's like, I've gone through, we got our tickets through Ticketmaster. We get the thing that said, if you'd like a refund, press this button. You know, my husband adores Justin Bieber. I thought, nope, we'll wait. We'll wait. This time they've decided not to offer a refund. So now like Adele, they are sitting on our money without a rescheduled date, just like Adele, where when she canceled at the very last minute, she is sitting still holding my money hostage, will not refund my money. And it makes me so mad. It's like, okay, what is this the new trend that concerts can book something and then at the last minute they cancel and now they can say, oh, but we're not going to give you your money back. We're going to cancel it. We're just going to, isn't that called stealing? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like, I've never been so frustrated in my entire life because that's two big name performers that are like, no, you don't get your money back. We're going to sit on your money until we decide you can see us in concert. And Adele, I mean, our tickets were in January. It's now pushing July and we're no closer to a concert than we were in January. And she still has our money. That's completely crazy, especially okay, so when there's my rant. Okay. Well, I like rants because it gets the energy up and it gets <laughs> you pump in because you did say you hadn't had coffee yet. Right. So but that <laughs> right. is horrible, especially when you have so much on your schedule already because what if they pick a date where you're out of the country or you're committed to another location and then you're just out the money or at that time will like do well, you have to put an excuse in like a doctor's note or something well good question how would i know because they don't offer those that information they just said we're not refunding money at this point the performer is not giving refunds at this point. They don't offer a solution. They don't, they just say, no, we're arrogant enough that we can hold your money as long as we want, whether it works for you or not. 
we're going to hold your money. And it's like, why? Because you have to pay the bills at the venue that you just canceled at. So you're going to use my money to pay the bill at the venue that you let down that you pulled out of at the last minute. Yeah, it's like, if I ran my business like that, I'd be in the toilet. I mean, my my store wouldn't have lasted a week with that attitude. Oh, well, let me just charge you and keep your money. Even if you buy a defective product, I'll just keep your money if it's defective. Your problem, not mine. Wrong, wrong answer. Yeah, you lit a fire under me this morning because it is so absurd that they can get away with this. And I was a little concerned at one point about calling them out on it. Like, okay, do I mention this? Do I mention Ticketmaster? Do I mention Vivid Seats? Do I mention the performers? You know, oh, heaven forbid, I would get in trouble for, you know, saying something false. But it's like, I can say whatever I want. They're holding my money and not performing. They're not giving me what I paid for. And they're not giving me my money back. Yeah, I'm calling them out on it. Yeah, all I can say right now is I had the match and I lit that fire and sorry, (laughs) but I am finding enjoyment out of your little rant because you do have a right to be upset. And I know Jeff is a huge Bieber fan. How does he feel about this? Is Is it changing his opinion about the performer himself or is he just wanting to wait it out? Well, I think if we had had the opportunity, we would have taken the refund after this fourth cancellation, we would have taken the refund. And then when Justin was up and ready to perform again consistently and regularly, we would have tried to get new tickets. Because at some point, and we're not talking cheap tickets, we're not talking a 100 bucks. Although to some people, like one of the girls at my store who works at my store, you know, she had tickets to the same Justin Bieber concert. She got them back when I got my tickets. And I don't know how much her tickets were. They were more than $100. But to her, her tickets are just as valuable as my tickets. And they're not giving her her money back either. And it's like, okay, well, um, so I think we would have taken a refund and then rebooked when he rebooked. But we're not given that, that option. And it's unbelievable to me. That is unbelievable. And we actually, us, you and I, our husbands were getting ready to go on a trip, which we planned around the Bieber concert. Yes. Yes. Right. Let me rearrange my whole schedule for Justin Bieber. And then a week before the concert, Justin Bieber says, oh, sorry, I can't perform, but I'm not going to give you your money back either. And oh, by the way, you have to have a negative COVID test 200 bucks later. Oh, nope. Not going to refund that either. It's like, okay, well, just take my money. I don't care. I was going to say I apologize for my rant, but I really don't apologize for it because it's justified. And this is who I am when I get pissed about something. Right. And this is actually pretty tame because I've seen you much angrier. Yeah. Or heard you much angrier. Yeah. But this is one of those things where, boy, it is pushing my buttons. It is like, Someone tell me how this is okay. Someone tell me how this is acceptable. Two huge performers sitting on our money, not performing. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I don't think it's acceptable, but (laughs) I'm just happy it's not my money there. All that being said, my daughter was going to give Jeff for Father's Day tickets to a concert in Atlanta, which is where she lives. I literally laughed. It's like, great idea, probably not a good idea, (laughs) just because 
what are the chances your money's going to go down the drain with our money? So anyway, didn't mean to interrupt. What were you going to follow up with? Oh, no, I was going to say during your rant, you were talking a a lot about, well, not a lot about, you mentioned COVID, which then sparked in my Mm -hmm. mind. There are about a dozen people that I know right now that have COVID. It's just Mm -hmm. crazy. I could say the same thing. I know quite a few people who have COVID right now. And about five of them have to do with travel, just getting off an airplane and then getting it, which is kind of scary. A little bit, a little bit. So I'm really going to have to debate when I fly out next week if I'm wearing a mask on that flight. It's a good question. Yeah. And without sharing too much. So my son-in-law, Kurt right now, is one of the people I know with COVID. And so my daughter is a little concerned about picking up COVID from him. And they've both been masking. He's isolating as much as he can. They've both been masking. And her comment, her point is, okay, well, let's see how well masking does. Will it prevent me from getting COVID if I'm living in the same house with someone with COVID? And they're pretty diligent about their masks. I don't, I think they're very careful. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, an interesting experience or experiment. I, yeah, I don't, yeah. Mm -hmm. I really hope that Katie doesn't get it, that she's okay. I hope so too. Um, But like I told her at this point, it's a wait and see. There's not a heck of a lot you can do about it in that situation. And my son-in-law was at at a large conference when he picked it up and several other people in his office also caught it. I think at the same conference, but it's just so hard to know. It really is. I was sitting next to someone the other day who sent the test, his test result and showed that he was positive. He's like, I'm really sorry. And I've tested, I I don't have it, but yeah, you never know. It's just all around. And it's like, it was that lull and now boom, 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 boom. Like It's just amazing to me that it spiked so much in my world and like, everyone's world, it has been spiking. I'm not saying that, but just so many mm-hmm. people at this time that I know have it or are just getting over I know. it. Right. And I can't remember exactly who I was talking to recently, but we did have this conversation about we, our society though, however, has evolved in how we're dealing with it. Like we're not everyone's not in a panic anymore. I think that's the benefit of the vaccine, even though the vaccine doesn't appear to be really very effective because a lot of people who have been vaccinated and boosted are still getting it. What it has done, and there are now treatments for COVID. So what it has done is it has eliminated that panic. And we all have also now learned how to protect ourselves as much as we can, what we need to do for ourselves. And we're being allowed to do that. We're being allowed to choose if we're going to wear a mask. And we're, yep. gonna, we're allowed to choose if we're going to travel. And I think we have evolved to that point now that we kind of know what we're dealing with, even though it's an ever-changing virus. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah, I, those are all really good points. And I'm actually impressed, Suzanne. That's a really good statement. Well, I'll go back to what I said 
way back in the beginning of COVID when you and I were recording that I made two analogies. One of them was the freshman firsts because we were talking about new beginnings. And I compared COVID at that time to a freshman first. None of us had been down this road before. None of us had experienced a pandemic. So we were all gun shy. We were all trying to figure out what was next. And then I also compared it to our first rodeo. It's like, we don't know what to expect. We don't know how to deal with it. The difference is today versus two years ago is we have a little more idea what we're dealing with. We have a little more idea how to treat it and how to treat ourselves and what's okay and not okay. And we've evolved into a community of people who, if you're sick, it's okay. Not only is it okay, but it's encouraged for you to stay at home versus I was talking to one of my employees about this the other day. It's like, instead of feeling guilty about calling in sick, now we prefer you call in sick. So there's definitely a shift in our attitude. I completely agree. And finding a lot more calmness about it. It's not such a shit show or such a unknown, Mm -hmm. you know, people reacting. Like, I still get uncomfortable talking about COVID actually, because, you know, it has devastated so many people. But as a society, we're learning, as you said, to to grow with our Mm -hmm. knowledge of it. And so, yeah, it's still hard to talk about. Mm-hmm. Well, and why is that? Why, I don't know. I hear what you're saying about, yeah, because a lot of people have suffered from it. But I'm going to go back historically a little bit and talk about, I think it's always going to be hard for people to talk about COVID objectively if they've experienced the long-term side effects or the long-term, you know, or losing someone. But doesn't it fall into the same class as, say, influenza or any other historical smallpox? You know, smallpox was before our generation, before we could, we never saw or experienced anyone with smallpox. So we never felt uncomfortable talking about it. Same with polio. Now, I know my parents' generation dealt with polio. And I don't know if they ever had that uncomfortable feeling every time polio came up because there were so many people in the world that suffered from it. But we've never experienced that. And so, but now doesn't COVID fall into the same category as say an influenza? A lot of people lost people in with influenza. One of my Katie, one of my daughter Katie's bosses, this was probably 10 years ago now, over Christmas break, died from from influenza. She went back to work and her boss was dead because he had the flu over the holidays. So you see what I'm saying? I do. You make a really good point. I think what I, or what makes me so uncomfortable about talking about it, because I really feel like I should honor where people were at during that time, honor their fear, honor their experience. Absolutely. And I don't want to discount that. And so by moving forward and having a more relaxed attitude about it, that's the way society is trending. And 
that's where we are right now. But Mm -hmm. I don't want anyone ever to feel discounted or like their feelings weren't hurt or their loss wasn't suffered because that's all I'm saying. I think that's why it makes me uncomfortable. No, I agree with you. But I think my point is our society is trending that way. Yes. Where we have come to respect other people's fears like how I feel about COVID versus how someone else feels about COVID. If the person next to me on an airplane wants to wear a mask, (laughs) am I going to judge whether or not they want to wear a mask? Heck no. A year ago, we were all judging. So we're evolving. We're understanding. We're respecting the people around us, because everyone faced COVID differently. Everyone was fearful in a different way. Our level of fear was different. And a year ago, we were judging everyone's level of fear. Today, we're much more respectful of that. Right. And we really haven't talked about it very much, but uh, we did do a a change on our podcast about a year ago, and that was over COVID Mm -hmm. and a difference in Mm-hmm. I guess their perceived, how do I put it, attitude or their stance on it compared to where we were at with it. And so. Right. They held, yep, the editors of our podcast when we started up until about a year ago. Yeah, they had a hard line on COVID and and we crossed their hard line. We never were quite sure what comments we made that crossed their line. And I wonder if that attitude remains with that company or if their attitude has softened as well as this whole crisis has evolved. Right. You I mean, know, we'll time, never know because, yeah. Right. Time really does have all the answers and we just have to watch it play out. Mm-hmm. And hindsight's twenty twenty, right. but yeah, we don't know. And it's not something we would ever revisit or reach out to find out about. At least I wouldn't. <laughs> no. Maybe no, if I finished I a whole bottle of champagne, I would. But yeah. We have a choice. They have a choice. And I think we have come back around to respecting other people's choices. Hopefully. Exactly. And we have wonderful editors right now. So a huge shout out to James and Greg at Next Day Podcast. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Well, I don't want to end this podcast on <laughs> COVID. A COVID or- note. <laughs> Bummer stuff. So I'm going to tell you about something fun that I did. And actually, it was fun. But actually, I wanted to strangle a couple people, too. But this Mm -hmm. past Monday, we decided to rent a boat. And we have a friend who's a captain. So we went out on the lake. And two of the people in our party decided that they wanted to do the swing like that the kids do, like the younger teenagers Mm -hmm. do. And so they climbed up the side uh, that's above the water. And I thought they were just going to go to the bottom ledge, but no, they climbed all the way up and they Mm -hmm. jumped into the water off the swing. And I was freaking out. I couldn't even watch it happen. I had a towel wrapped around my head And I called them both idiots when they got back in, but it was super scary because it was so high. And I think I sent you the video and you thought it was my kids at first. And you're like, what? Wait, that's not your kids. Yeah. Yeah. So I am. Yeah. 
my response to that video was very tame compared to what I was saying out loud as I was watching it. I think I was saying when I was watching the video, have they forgotten that they are over 50 years old? And there's a pretty good chance they could have killed themselves in in that impulsive moment to have fun and do what teenagers do. Although, in all fairness, had that been teenagers that I knew, I would have been just as freaked out by it. I would have been like, what the hell are you doing? Exactly. That is just not in my comfort zone. I don't like heights. I don't like doing things that, right. why would you put yourself in the line of danger? You're never going right. to see danger. me skydiving. You're never going to see me what bungee jumping because that's just not my thing. But hey, it all worked right. out okay. They have a great story. A great video <laughs> was put together about yeah. it. When I see him in a little over a week, that if he dares to bring that story up, he's going to get an earful from me. It's not going to have the reaction he wants. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear how great it was. I don't want to hear anything about it. Yeah. And again, I have that match. So I might have to light that fire. And I told him, I said, when Suzanne sees you, she's probably going to rip you a new one. And so he's fully aware of it. And afterwards, he's like, what was I thinking? But it was a, a yeah. once in a lifetime experience. I guess it's better than jumping out of well, an airplane, which is another thing he wants really. to do skydive. Okay, I don't know. Really. It's all scary. It is all scary. And frankly, jumping out of a, you don't just go up in an airplane impulsively and jump out. You have someone with you the first time you do it. You're trained how to do it. You know, they climbed up a stupid ladder impulsively and said, oh, I think we can make it up there. I mean, well, glad you made it up because what if you would have fallen off? I mean, I am that person though. I go to the what ifs, which I have has always driven my family crazy because I immediately go to the what ifs. What if this? What if that? None of, you know, they had fun. They're glad they did it. And you said it was a once in a lifetime. It could have been an end of life experience, not a once in a lifetime experience. I'm just yeah. saying, yeah, he's going to hear it from me. Only if he brings it up. If he doesn't bring it up, I'm going to let it go. He brings it up. Yeah. He doesn't need my opinion. He's a grown adult. He gets it. He doesn't need my opinion on it. So funny. And you know, I have an opinion about everything, but yeah, as we all do, and we all know that you do also. So, yeah. well, yeah. I guess I know. Well, we've, we've covered yeah, a we've lot gone today. Way time. I, yeah, I covered more than we thought we would. Right. And so next week we'll be back with another topic. I can't share with you what it is because I don't know yet. So I guess we'll just <sighs> say know. cheers. Cheers. Cheers.